This is episode number 107 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard. I'm CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And uh, this is the podcast just like you reduce public speaking fear and become much more effective, fantastic, and persuasive presenters and speakers. Um, This is episode number 107. So on this one, this is actually going to be a continuation of the the podcast that I did last week that started to run a little long. So I kind of took some of the content from the end and, and stuck it into a, a whole new session. So uh, most likely this will be a little shorter than the normal kind of podcast that, that will probably go about 15 minutes or so unless, unless I get kind of really wordy or anything. But last week we talked about the train the trainer model or how to create a train the trainer process within your, your organization. Or if you happen to be a speaker to bring other trainers or other speakers on to your organization, you can use the same model. Um, this week, we're going to talk more about the the process of of uh, turning that you, that you've that you're now that is going to be training your content or using your content, delivering your content, turning that person into a professional speaker. So we're going to talk about the step by step process that once you have a really good course or you have really good how do we train the, the speakers in order to, to deliver that content effectively? Um, this The podcast is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. And we actually have, we've got a number of different classes coming up. I think by the time that this presentation gets released, I think we're going to be in the the early part of the of 2020. Um, so let me kind of give you the schedule for the classes that are coming up. Uh, if you're If you happen to be listening to this toward the of December, then we're, we should have classes in New York, Seattle, Detroit. And then in the first part of the year, we had classes in Dallas, Columbus, Miami, Los Angeles, Washington, DC, Boston, Chicago, uh, Portland, Pittsburgh, Minneapolis, uh, Phoenix, and uh, San Antonio, Indianapolis. I mean, they're all over there. I mean, we get a different cities. Those are all just in January January and the first week of February of of next year. So if I didn't call your city, just just basically um, go on to fearlesspresentations.com, look at the schedule. That's what I was just doing or you know live here on the on the podcast. So um, all right, so it, by the way, for those of you who are kind of new to the podcast, you're like, what the heck is he talking about? What what class? Fearless presentations is I, I still talk of it as a class, but in reality so if you really want to be a good public speaker, if you want to be a good presenter, if you want to get over nervousness, if you want to be more poised when you stand up in front of a group, this this year-long training process is so effective. It's something we've spent years developing this and really refining this to make it to where if you go through this process, you will be a fantastic speaker. I mean, you'll be head and shoulders above a lot of professional speakers anyway. So just kind of keep that in mind. 
two-day class. The two-day class is where we kind of give you uh, some practice actually speaking in front of a group. We kind of show you some some tips on how to design your presentations more effectively so that you become a better speaker. Um, we You get coaching from a class instructor. And then at that point, that's when the learning really begins because once you have that great base, then every week we do a webinar that uh, gives you more details. It's a live webinar with an instructor, me kind of delivering that content, uh, new topic every single week uh, for a total of four months. And then we start the whole process over. So basically in a year's period of time, you could go through those 16 sessions. They're typically 30 minutes or so. And you can go through those sessions um, four times in a single year. So uh, you also get access to the actual instructors who are teaching your class. So if you have a question, call them on the, on, you get access to their cell phone, you can call them, get coaching. They do that for free. They just want to help. So, so basically, I mean, you get a lot in the, in the, in the, uh, the year long process. And for the most part, the fee that we're charging is under what most of our charged for a, just the two-day class you know a lot of a lot of our competitors are charging you know like 2500 bucks for just a two-day class and to, to us that's ridiculous I mean if you're if you're gonna be charging people <laughs> they better get a significant behavior difference in in that that fee that's being charged so our prices are are way lower than that and um, you get a whole year's worth of coaching so anyway so if you're interested in that just go to fearlesspresentations.com and, and we can help so, okay, so let's get on with today's podcast. All right, so on the podcast this week, we're gonna talk about how to train your trainers using the train-to-trainer model. It, <laughs> that's kind of funny because it's like, wait a minute, did we cover this last week? No, actually last week, all we did was we just talked about the process of creating the content. That's really the mo one of the more important things is that you have to have I, I, you'd be shocked at the number of people that actually come through the Fearless Presentations class. They're actually pretty good speakers, but the, the organization that they're representing or the organization they're working for or that they're employed by, really crappy pre presentations. And so as a result, they, they have to deliver these really crappy presentations. I don't care how good of a speaker you are, if you have just terrible content that you're being forced to deliver, and it's going to show. I mean, your audience is going to pick up on that. So we're, we're going to assume that uh, once you get to this point in the process, that we have some really, really good content that people really want to hear. And, and that if you just can't the skills that we're going to talk about on today's session, that um, we can really make that the train the trainer process work really, really well. So the very first, uh, and by the way, I, I just to kind of lead in the last story that I told on the last week was um, about me going in to work with the American Red Cross. The, the Red Cross, they, it was their lab and, and they were training people. It was a train the trainer process. I was training their trainers to do train the trainer. And the process that they were using was that they would spend uh, three hours or more in the classroom and then another three hours in the lab uh, or three and a half hours in order to make it a seven hour training day. So, um, though is that by the time that we actually got that they got their people to the lab a lot of the details that they had gone over through a bunch of content early in the morning you know was, was kind of lost they'd had lunch and they come back and like okay what exactly 
this one again? Uh, what's the, the process? And, and it was really challenging for them. So the suggestion that I made to them is spend the same amount of time, but do it, break it up into pieces. So instead of spending three and a half hours in the classroom, spend 20 minutes or 30 minutes and another 20 or 30 minutes in the lab, then take a break then come back, do that same thing over and over and over again. You do that seven times in a day, and now you got a really dynamic training course that people are going to remember. So that's the, the, the leads us right into the, the next part of the, of the, the podcast here, it, which is we're going to talk about the skills that the presenters need now. So now that we have that good content and it's designed really well, are the, um, the the skills that our our trainers in the train and trainer process need? And so, step one is good presentation skills. Now, they're essential. They are so essential to the train the trainer model because if the people that you have delivering these courses or these training sessions, if they are not well respected by the people in the audience, if they are not seen by the people in the audience as being competent or or being knowledgeable or or um, confident when they stand up to present then eh, it's not going to work out really really well so you've designed this great course and 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 now you'll want to spend some time training those trainers so step one is to help them develop really good presentation skills and remember that a great speaker is not a net being a great speaker in a way is not it's not a, a natural gift it's not something that people are born it's you know this this skill takes time to develop so when when we help companies create or revitalize a train the trainer process we almost always start with this process so we make the assumption that they've got really good content if not sometimes help them with the content but we're starting with the with the public speaking skills because that's what people know us as the being the experts at so that's what they'll call us out to to do so we're, um if the subject subject matter expert having delivered these train the trainer processes, if they're confident and if they communicate really well, then these programs are always more effective. Those those um, train the trainer, uh, those training sessions that they do are always going to be more effective. Subject matter experts are poor communicators, though. The process is going to fail 100% of the time. So that those are the things to kind of keep in mind. Uh, it's funny. I had a, um, there was a, a woman in, in my class last week, Thursday and Friday, that um, was really put in a difficult situation. She was being asked to deliver training sessions to, um, I don't want to give away too much because I didn't, didn't ask her if I could use this story on the podcast. So, um, but she's training experts that folks that have to have certifications in their industry to get continuing education. And um, she actually wasn't one of these people. She wasn't one of these people with that expertise, but she was being asked to deliver these. And so she did a phenomenal job. I was so impressed with how well she was able to present that content, knowing that she wasn't the expert. So she did to overcome that was she just studied the heck out of the content. <laughs> so basically, she went into that well-designed uh, process, that course that was that was created, and she studied every single thing. She could actually answer questions as if she were one of these highly trained people. So that's the hard way to do it, by the way. That's a very difficult way to do it. It's much better if you're going to be training, train the trainer, 
is to start with step number two, which is what we're going to talk about right now, is you want to develop your subject matter experts. So presentation skills, step one. Step two, develop your subject matter experts. So when you institute the train-the-trainer model within your organization, use what I call the, the fast food model that I mentioned in last week's podcast. The, um, if you recall, the story that I told was when I was in high school, I you know, worked at the, the fast food chicken place and they started me out in the back and they had me squeezing lemons. You know, it was, it was a really um, easy first process to, to kind of master. And so as a result, um, I was being trained by the person who had only been there for, you know, three months. And that's that's a that that's what I call the fast food model. It's where you are constantly developing that next generation of subject matter experts by giving them time in the beginning while they're or after they've immediately learned that and initially learned that that process to kind of teach it to somebody else. Um, Seneca, you know, basically the the it's he he had the saying in Latin, and I'm not going to butcher the. Basically, what what he said though was, by teaching we learn. So we learn when we teach. The, and, and in fact, one of the things that my mentor used to tell me is that the best way to learn something is to teach it to somebody. So if you want to get really good at doing something, go process to somebody. It's basically what we do when um if, if you've been listening to the podcast a while, sometimes I'll kind of talk about my martial arts training. Uh, that's the way a lot of martial arts will work. Is as people progress up through the belt systems, uh, the higher teach the lower level belts. It's, it's basically, it's part of the process of getting your certifications is to be able to teach the next generation. And because we know that the best way to learn those, the, that step-by-step process is to kind of teach it to somebody. As your team members become more knowledgeable and more skilled, it's going to increase their opportunity to, to teach. So the technique that I use, this is, by the way, this is the technique that I use with my instructors. I have them start by watching me or instructor teach a session and then next I just give them a fun activity to 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 have them get some face time in front of a group they'll co-teach with another instructor but something really small and something really fun so that when they do that they're it's using showmanship and it's using um, something to where the the audience will kind of look at these these younger presenters or these these um, greener pre- presenters and go wow that person was really good right so little by little FaceTime in front of the group. And in most cases, after they've developed a good presentation skills, if they've, for instance, if they learn to be a fearless presentations presenter, then um, that's a long process. You know, it could take a through that whole process. So once they kind of learn the presentation skills, the content is actually pretty easy. It's it's one of those things that they typically pick up very fast when we're, when, when they start to get additional certification. So when, when, us to be instructors for the Leaders Institute, the first certification could take a while, but the second one, the third one, the fourth one, by the time they get to the fifth certification, they're doing that in a matter of weeks versus, you know, years to, to earn that process. So, so basically it's one of those things that you build up momentum along the way and your folks will do it, do the same thing when, if you, if you kind of use that, that, um, train the trainer process to, to, uh, our experts a little along the way. Okay, the last thing that we're going to cover in the podcast today is that step number three is that you have to audit both the subject matter experts and the results of the train the trainer model. So there, there 
separate things. And if you get those things confused, then it can cause um, some big challenges along the way. So one of the big mistakes that I made early on was not auditing my trainer's classes. Um, I assumed that spent over a year, sometimes up to two years, developing the, the this this train the trainer skill, then that skill would be permanent. And if you recall the telephone game that I described it last week, when you kind of um, tell tell whisper of one person and let that let that person whisper the same thing into the next person's ear, and by the time you get to the ten person, it's it's totally different. And that's that's what I call the it's uh, this is my own terminology. It's I call it I call that divergent the difference between the first conversation and the last conversation, I call it the anomaly slash snowball effect, meaning that the, the, when an anomaly occurs, most of the time, it's something really small, really out of the ordinary, and it may never, ever happen again. That's why it's an anomaly. It's something, it's, it's a one-time kind of thing. However, a lot of times when, so a lot of times when, um, when I'm training instructors, kind of notice is that um, when they see one of these anomalies, they will say, oh my God, I don't ever want that to happen again, even though it's it hasn't happened before and it may not ever happen again anyway. Result of that anomaly, he or she will change what they're doing just slightly. And the, the change then causes another challenge. It's basically you make a change and then two, three, four steps down the road, Thing, a new challenge kind of pops up, so a new anomaly. So by altering what we're doing, sometimes to, to, in order to address an anomaly, we and, and sometimes we end up causing even bigger anomalies down the road. So, um, and that happens over time. The, the, that divergence, that difference that we're talking about gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, just like the telephone game. So over time, matter expert isn't really following that outline procedure from step one at all you know that very first thing that we talked about last week that that step-by-step -step process that 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 procedure that we've kind of created they're not following at all so kind of keep in mind is that um, sometimes before you make changes to the process before you you've created a really good train the trainer process before you make changes to that process it's a good idea to audit programs to make sure that the process is being properly taught to the next generation because sometimes you can end up making alterations to the process based on kind of the, these huge divergences that um, only because of that anomaly snowball effect so you have to to measure both of those things measure how well the train the trainer program is working but um, in order to kind of determine whether or not the actual train the trainer process or program that you've created is actually working audit those trainers as they go through the process to make sure they're following the process. And then you'll know that if you make it, you'll know what alterations you need to, to make. So anyway, so those are the, the three things that will kind of help you content to make sure that you're developing those, those, those great speakers, you know, first teach them the presentation skills, the public speaking skills. And by the way, we can help with that. If you, if you need help with that, just call, call us at fearless presentations or go to fearless fill out a form and one of our instructors will will kind of coach you through that um the second step is to use the step-by-step -step process to train the subject matter experts you want the people that are presenting to be experts at the content that
and then finally audit the entire process. If you do those three things, you'll have a really, really good train the trainer process. All right. So thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.